0: Don't you know that you're a grown-up? No gates, no puns. Not a lot if you're grown-up. Hey there, welcome back everyone to the Gen X Grown-Up Backtrack. This is the podcast in between our regular episodes where we select a single item from our childhood, whether it's a, a game or a book or a film or an event that we remember fondly or has somehow shaped our history and how we became a Gen X Grown-Up. Joining us again, as always, we have George. Hey,
1: how's it going, guys? And Mo. Hey, everybody. And I'm John. So, Mo, what is our topic for this backtrack? Well, let me tell you, I mean, I'm mean, i pretty excited about this one because we're going to talk about our first video game console that we had at home. Um, I know all three of us probably have some very, very fond memories of getting that first one and playing with it probably endlessly. And to start, mine is going to definitely take everyone way, way back. To, to start this, well, you I mean, are the this, oldest, so of course, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah there you go. Have I'm we the verified oldest, it makes his Gen
2: X status yet? Because I'm still yes, pretty sure he's, yes, baby he's bo- a he's baby
1: a, boomer. No, no, no I, I submitted my birth. He's stage. not even right. ragged edge. He's he's genuine. Okay, all <laughs> right. So for this one was that guy. Can't remember the year, but it was growing up. You know, we didn't have a ton of money, right? And my dad was very practical with gifts. You know, you got a lot of clothes, and anything we got was usually like a board games that kind of stuff. But this one Christmas, totally unexpected. Christmas comes. Yeah, we open up. Oh, yeah, look, pants. Yay, underwear. Yay. And we open up one, and it's the first Pong console. Wow. And it's the one that had, like, Pong, and it had, like, that version of... They called it hockey, but it was just Pong with two paddles on each side. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it had this other just very, very basic games. And you look at Pong today, I mean, all it had was the spin controller. Man, let me tell you, it was... it getting that was just it just blew us away because it had just come out it was the first probably big thing to come out that you know you hook up to your tv and we played that mm, thing yeah.
2: forever <laughs> Well, in For and, hours and pong- with an
0: rf modulator right <laughs> Yep.
2: pong started out as a coin up right
1: oh yeah in bars That's right nolan bushnell and atari yep yep so you know having it at home was just like and then and the one he got even had four controllers remember i had three brothers and there were some games Ooh. that you could play with oh, nice. two people yeah. on each side. So they had like a tennis one you could play two with two people, you know, which was really just Pong with two people. Uh, but, you know, I mean, looking back right. now, yeah. I mean, it's probably stuff I could play on my watch. From the the complexity of it, <laughs> yeah, but um, but for the time, let me tell you, it, we were the talk of the neighborhood. You know, everybody went to hang out in our place. Everyone wanted to play it. It was definitely one of my well, you were the cool kids, weren't you? Yeah, we were. We were the cool kids for a while. <laughs> <laughs> for a while, <laughs> for, a fades, while but, for a while, for a while at the time. Yeah, not forever, <laughs> but it lasted. So,
0: John, how about you? So that really takes me back. So you talk about Pong. When I was growing up, we kept Sears and Roebuck in business. That was the place that we <laughs> shopped. That was where I looked for everything that we bought, and for the longest time, I was eyeballing an Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Uh. That's what I wanted. It was remarketed in Sears. It was the Sears Telegame System. Oh, it was identical. That's right. It was even the same mold, but it didn't say Atari on it. It said Sears Telegames. Same things. So they played all the same games. Yeah, they're just looking to sell as many markets. Yeah, as possible. yeah. They, it was re- rebranded. That's what yeah. I wanted, and I was begging. I was pestering my parents to get me this thing. They were like, you know, it's just gonna be a fad. It's kind of expensive. And so <laughs> they said, go hey, anywhere. tell you what, we're in Sears. Let's get you the Sears Telegames Pong. It, it hooks up to the TV, just like the Atari. It plays games, just like the Atari. And I was I was crestfallen, like that's not what I wanted, but I didn't want nothing. So I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> so we got the Sears Telegames Pong. Which was just, it was a single unit. The controllers were connected to the box. And uh, so you had to sit close together in front of the TV, the two people, and you each had to had the knobs right on the box. And oh, yeah. you just played Pong. Yeah, I, I, I what think you're I remember exactly. seeing
2: some pictures of it when I was younger, but I mean, it yeah, was... Yeah, well, you're the baby, George. So, yeah, I, was, yeah I don't what I've seen. You know i <laughs> <laughs> You old guys, I don't know what you anyway, guys were doing. Exactly. City miles, so, city miles.
0: That thing came home, and I played the living hell out of it. It was just Pong but it was that semblance of that arcade experience in my house, and I don't know what it was, if it was how committed I was to wasting my <laughs> life playing it, or how much I played it, or the fact that maybe my dad played it with me and realized, and, and I was constantly, I was selling my dad. I'm like, isn't this fun, dad? The Atari has Pong and a bunch of other stuff. And he isn't this fun, dad? The Atari has color, not just black and white. Oh, you're trying and to gateway probably it in, I my huh? dad's, you know, listen. <laughs> He's like, you know, it sounds like the boy really wanted that other one. <laughs> Within a week, we boxed it up. We took it back to the store. I would actually call that my starter console. My true first video game console, though, was the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Actually, the form of the Sears TeleGames, though.
1: Yeah. Hey, nice. that was. I mean, the Twenty Six Hundred. I mean, that was like that's like the the granddaddy of all console.
2: Well, that was actually my first video game console was the Atari 2600. I definitely grew up with Probably the most iconic home console of the '70s and maybe even the '80s. I mean, it was it lasted for a long time. It really did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you remember
0: did. when you got it? Do you remember the moment or the time that you actually got it? Was it Christmas? It was Christmas.
2: So I really had to put in the begging time in order to get something, just like most of the, <laughs> the other kids out there. Gotta, like if I wanted gotta, gotta to really it. invest. Yeah. I mean, my parents could afford it, but they wanted to make sure that I worked for it when I begged. So <laughs> I know I put in probably seven months worth of every time we would go we actually would go to Kmart it was in the back of the Kmart we would go back there and my mom would say okay you hang out here for a while and I'm gonna go do our shopping for clothes and things that we needed for the house and I would sit there for hours and play combat because that was the only cartridge that they would load in the store and they would have it mm. you know behind the shelf mm-hmm, sure. kind of behind a, a barrier so you couldn't get to it you couldn't reset it if you wanted it reset you had to call the guy over and he would grumpily come over and fumble with a giant janitor key ring to unlock the little case and reset the game oh for he you. was
0: always happy to walk over and entertain a kid <laughs> by opening up a cabinet <laughs> to click reset yeah.
2: <laughs> and so for at least six or seven months prior to that christmas just every chance i got hey you know you guys always complain that i don't come home on time from playing with my friends in the neighborhood if i had this i would be at home already because my friends would come over to our house
1: yeah you didn't mention it you would never leave your house but that's okay it was nice
2: (laughs) i got the atari 2600 for christmas once i opened that box my parents knew to make sure that it was the last box i opened because nothing else was going to go on that christmas All time Nothing else matters <laughs> at this yeah. point. And it was the first thing that my father ever let me hook up electronically. I was the one who hooked oh. it up to the television. I had Ooh, to your Atari re- was a
0: gateway drug.
2: It was. I took the little RF modulator, sh- unscrewed the screws on the back of the television and put it up in there, screwed it back and <laughs> connected... Wow. Got the joysticks and plugged them in and put combat in and turned it on and... I remember very specifically just sitting there staring at the screen with my mouth (laughs) agape in awe of what I was seeing because I had only played video games in the arcade. That was all you could do back then. This
0: is in my house. Can you believe it? (laughs) <laughs> and I was like,
2: "Wow! look, there's like little things flying across the screen. They were the airplanes. And then there were tanks, you know, that were rolling yeah. across. And because combat, what did it come with? Like 150 million different variations of things yes. or something? It was At ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah, they had the airplane one. Yeah. They had the, re- the ricochet. And they had all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And there was actually switches yep. on did the, the, the thing. the bullets
0: bounce <laughs> or invisible walls or invisible yeah. tanks? It was just variations on the programming. Yeah. 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 Remember, for those listening that weren't around back then, there was no such thing as
2: AI. No, there was no
0: computer to play against. No, you had. To there play were no, no one-player games when it first began. Everything was a two-player game. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. if you were playing, and so two-player two
2: game. You were just
0: with
1: two joysticks, you know,
2: destroying the other opponent on and on and on. There was no fight back from it. Who
1: was just sitting still? Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. The original twenty-six hundred when it first came out, it was like I think one ninety-nine. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like two hundred dollars. Oh. Do you know what that? Is, know yep. how much that would cost today in today's dollars, adjusted for inflation? What is it, like a grand? How much is that? It would be a $786 console.
2: Wow. Yeah. You know what? I'd still pay for it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, knowing that pain, I'll say again,
0: thanks, Mom and Dad. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Knowing how much that cost. The world's greatest arcade video games are now the world's greatest home video games.
2: They're only from Atari. Aside from the games themselves, I thought that the best part of that console was the joystick. To this day, I know this is probably heresy for most people playing games today, but that was my favorite joystick controller that I've ever used. Oh, listen,
0: you you are not wrong. I was I was just going to bring that up. The CX40 model Atari joystick. <laughs> Holy the cow, you stick know the serial with number. Boot the red button, the red yeah, the, button in the oh, upper yeah, left. Oh, yeah, I mean it's yep. Back in the
2: day, we only had one button.
1: <laughs> we, we had boy, and it was plenty. Let right. me <laughs> tell you, those that's joysticks back right. right then, you would actually build up some arm strength having to move those things
2: around. I mean, they were like, tight. I had a callus on the inside of my right <laughs> thumb because that's how... Sure. It, I wasn't one of the guys who held the top of the joystick. I had to, like, cradle it between the thumb and the index finger in that little part of your hand. No, there.
0: you didn't use the top of the joystick on the CX-40. Mm-mm. You held it, assuming you're right-handed, you held it in your left hand, and then you put your right hand over the top of it, and you use your thumb and index finger to move it around. Yep. Yep. And you get that little callus.
2: Your left thumb was for the button.
0: Fire button. You got it. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> I had a box of parts for that because it, if you got really, really rowdy with your controller, that rubber boot would pop off. It would come out of yeah. the little groove and pop off. Mine did. And also the breadboard underneath was just like a little domes that contact. And yeah, wear I out. had a box of parts that I could disassemble and reassemble a CX-40 from yeah. parts if it broke. And my friends down the street, they knew that I was a CX-40 repairman. When their joystick broke, they would come (laughs) down to John's house. They would say, mine stopped working. And we'd open the box of junk and we'd cobble together one that did work well enough. We didn't have a tester. The only tester was you freaking plugged it in. You Mm. turned on combat to see if it worked. That's how you tested it. Oh, man.
2: There are times when I'm playing video games now and I'm like, this would be so much better with the Atari controller. (laughs) I mean, I don't know why we need six, twelve buttons and these little thumb sticks and D-pad. No. We just need an Atari 2600 controller. That's all we need.
1: Back in the day, I mean, that's all the processors could handle was four directions and a button. Any more than yeah. that, that's all these. that was the most these consoles could deal with.
0: I have a reproduction of the CX40, but it's USB, and you could plug that in while you're playing an emulator, and you can get that feeling of an original Atari joystick. I've used it on occasion, and it's really nice.
2: Does it, I was going <laughs> to ask, how does it work with some of the more modern games? Is it playable? Well, there's not enough buttons
0: for most games, right. but boy, if you're playing, uh, playing an Atari game, it is outstanding. There's no better way to to fly
2: <laughs> nice. Well, you need to put the link to wherever you bought that thing in the show notes. In because I'm going to be clicking that link as soon as this podcast publishes, it. <laughs> I will do that. Yep, I'll put a link down below where you can get your own. I've had uh, the Odyssey 3, I've had uh, Intellivision, yeah, ColecoVision, we've had Xbox One, Xbox One, Sega Genesis, I think, yeah, uh, Dreamcast. I had one of those, the, the whole Nintendo lines from SNES all the way up to. GameCube and Wii, I still, to this day, with all those, all that history of all those different consoles, I still, the one that I think the most fondly of is the Atari 2600. Hmm. I agree. I've had all of them. I've had good memories with
0: all of those, and I like all of those, but it's just that Atari that I love, that I remember so fondly. I think it was- it's because of, you know, it was that gateway to introducing me to how much fun games can be and something that I've never stopped enjoying. And it
2: did mark a, it marked a transition for me, too. I was, when I was younger, I was very much an outdoors child. I was playing baseball, playing with my friends out in the neighborhood and everything. But the Atari 2600 was the device that brought me into the home more often than I was outside of the home after that.
0: And now you're an IT professional.
2: Yeah. You might argue that the Atari 2600 is what helped me to pick my career now. Jeez, how many
1: games did, did they come out with for 2600? Well, <laughs> that's kind of a sore spot. I
0: mean,
2: because right? it's not all Atari the, games.
0: Well, the the truckload of games that the shovelware, they called it, that just started loading on since everyone can make an Atari game. That's kind of what's led to the uh, game crash in the United States. Oh, no, it's uh, just uh, but Atari first party games were pretty good. You know, and everybody blames E.T. for being the big thing. <laughs> E.T. was just kind of like this straw that broke the camel's back.
2: Yeah, there was yeah. a whole bunch of straws on that camel's back before E.T.
0: There were. There was just a wealth of shovelware garbage that just wasn't phenomenal. Anybody could put out anything. There was a Kool-Aid game that Kool-Aid gave away. There was a chuck wagon game that the dog food company gave away. And just there was a crest game to brush your teeth. And they weren't fun games. They were just we can make a cartridge that's a pack in or a giveaway. You know, get so many box tops and sent off. It was all openware.
1: There were some companies that did make some quality stuff, right?
2: I mean, without a doubt, there were a lot of Atari games in television. Um, Activision. There were a lot of those games that were that were top notch. No doubt about it.
0: Activision was the cream of the crop. Sure, to be sure. Yeah, yeah. But there was a lot of stuff. You know, there were a lot of third party companies that just shoveled out anything because so many people had Atari. Mm-hmm. It was like if you can just sell one to one tenth of a percent of people, you make profit.
2: Well, yeah. Atari Twenty Six Hundred probably had to be an eighty percent market share for that. Oh, it's probably more than that. I would bet you guys had Pong. Oh, it's and huge. The, the Sears Pong thing, but I can't think of any other games that anybody even wanted besides the Atari 2600.
0: Everybody else was on the margins. Atari was the juggernaut. The television was nipping at their heels. ColecoVision was nipping at their heels. You know, everybody wanted to beat Atari because they were the big game in town. And because they were so huge, it was almost like they were a victim of their own success. That's what everybody put shovelware on because they could make a quick buck. And that led to the perception that Atari games are crap. In well, yeah. reality, only crap Atari games were crap, but they they eclipsed all the good games
1: only atari makes the world's most popular home video games
2: hey so if any of you guys out there who are listening especially that fourth listener that we have if you guys want to (laughs) learn a little bit about what we've been talking about during this podcast Take a look at the show notes. We'll put links and information down for everything that we've covered in this podcast.
1: Also, don't forget to subscribe however you listen to your podcast, whether it's through Pocket Cast, Stitcher, or iTunes. Yeah, right. And speaking of iTunes, if you are an iTunes listener, do us a favor.
0: Pop open iTunes, go to us, and go to give us a review just so people know that you listen
2: and what you think about the show. It really helps other people find the show and helps us to grow. And speaking of that interaction, if you guys ever want to let us know about a topic that you want us to cover for a future backtrack or in one of our standard podcasts that happen every two weeks, drop us a line via email at podcast at genxgrownup.com.
1: And don't forget to visit us on YouTube or on our site at genxgrownup.com. That's right.
0: We will be there all the time. Listen, guys, I have been amped talking about my first console. I think I'm going to go fire up Stella and play some Air-Sea Battle right now. Sounds awesome, man.
1: <laughs> you know, I was thinking that, you know, it'd be great also to hear about other people's first console stories. I would love to hear about it. Yeah. Drop us a
0: line at our email. Yep, absolutely. We'll have a new podcast next week and a new backtrack in two weeks. So we'll see you back here then. See you guys later. All right. Bye, everybody.